we close our eyes, our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for this precious opportunity to come into your house, Lord. We are together again, just praising the Lord. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store for us, Lord. Heavenly Father, we believe, Lord Jesus Christ, you are God that answers prayer. You are God, Heavenly Father, that always walk with your children. Master, we come, Heavenly Father, in your house under expectation to hear from you, Heavenly Lord. I, as a vessel, Lord Jesus Christ, I stand aside. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to come, Lord Jesus Christ, and speak to us, Heavenly Father. You know, if a man speak, Lord, we perish, but if the Holy Ghost speak to us, we live, Lord. This is what we want this evening, Heavenly Father, to hear you speaking unto us. May you strengthen us and give us courage. We pray for this service in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I greet you in the name of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, musician. It's a privilege tonight to stand before uh, people with delegated authority. Amen. Without any waste of time, let's go straight to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, and Hebrews, chapter 12. Philippians, chapter 3, from verse 4, and the second scripture reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. If you are there in the book of Philippians chapter 3, it's saying here from verse 4. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man think that it will of he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcising the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, is touching the law a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those are counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and to count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I fall after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I can't not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12. If you are there, it's saying here, Wherefore, see we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which dwells so easily beset us, and let us run with patience 
the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him enjoyed the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. May God be blessed by the reading of his word. We can take our seats. <clears throat> Mm, okay, the pastor is not around. I'm just here to stand at the gate, as we have heard. Still with the revival of fires from uh, Sunday service. Amen. Turning a point. You know, as the pastor was preaching on Sunday, I was just thinking of Saul. We know Saul, as he was going to look for his father's donkeys, he didn't know what was going to happen at the front. But you know that when he went to the place called Zuvu, that was the place that he was uh, anointed to be a king. Yet he was going to just look for donkeys. So sometimes you, must come, you might come to church thinking you're just uh, come because one of your friends has just called you or you are just visiting for, just to see what is happening there. But at that same time, it could be, to be the time of your visitation. Amen. Amen. Just for a title tonight, <clears throat> I just want to entitle my subject, Pressing Towards the Mark of the Price of the High Calling. Amen. We have just read from the book of Hebrews. The Bible is saying, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin we dwell so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let me remind you, brethren, we are on a race. And in this race, you know, sometimes when you run a race, you need a prize. If you can check, like people that have got a marathon race, they will, there is where they will register. For example, okay, let me say on the 10th of December, there will be a marathon to Middleburg. People that will compete for that marathon, they will register, let's say they will register there by Protea Hotel. You find if ever they hear that, uh, the price of the winner will be, let's say, Aoud or Toyota Hilux or Ford Ranger. Even people that are not able to run, they will come and register because they know that there's a price at the end. So we realize that when the 10th come or when the time of uh, that competition come, all the people will just come and everyone will give them a chance to, to compete. As people will run that race, there will be people that will start speeding. But to start in full speed, it doesn't mean that you are a winner. And there are people also that start slowly. To start be with a slow uh, pace, it doesn't mean that you are a loser. So in this Christian journey, things like that happens. There are people that will start being on fire for God in such a way that you think that like, these are the most spiritual people. But you find that when sometimes when the going gets tough, you find them giving up. There are people sometimes when you look at them, you can think that uh, this, this one will never make it. This one I can not go anywhere. But if you can check, he will be a work in progress. Sometimes at the end, he will be the one that will be a winner. So sometimes can, somebody can be speeding and end up being a winner. Somebody can be slow and end up also being a winner. So it's not for us to judge. So in this spiritual race of God, for us to be in this spiritual race of God, we are we ordained before the foundation of the world to be in this race. Because we know that there are men who start in the, in the race, but with the light, the they refuse to keep the race. In this race, it's not, it's not for him that runneth, it, and it's not for him that willeth. 
but it's for God that shows his mercy. And it is not by power, or it is not by might, but it is by his spirit. So for the winner, when somebody wins in this spiritual journey, it's only by his mercy. Amen. That's why Brother Branham spoke in a certain spoken word. He says, when you, when you get to the other side, and you find somebody with a rough voice singing Amazing Grace, just realize it's me. Because the only way we can get on the other side is by amazing grace. Amen. Amen. In this race, it's also, in this race, no disputings is needed in this race. No memories is needed in this, in this race. For me to support my case here, I want to read in the spoken word, it's your life worth of the gospel. Page 30. <clears throat> Okay, Brother Bram says here, from paragraph 149 to 151. <clears throat> Remember I said in this race, disputing is not needed, memory is not needed. Okay, <clears throat> Brother Bram said here, don't fuzz. When the family gets in a fuzz, don't fuzz with them. Your mother say, I ain't having you going over to that old church anymore. What are you? All you are thinking about now, you are letting your hair grow out. You look like some old grandma. Don't fuss with her. Say, okay, mother, that's all right. I love you just the same. And I'll be praying for you as long as I live. See, now, don't fuss. See, temper breeds temper. First thing, you know, you grieve the Holy Spirit away from you. And you'll be fussing back. Then the Holy Spirit takes its flight. Temper breeds temper. And the love breeds love. See, be full of love. Jesus said, this will all men know you are my disciples. When you have love one for another, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love. And did you, did, did you know you are a little creator yourself? Do you know that? Certainly. You have seen people that you just love to be around. You don't know why. Just that loving type of a person. Haven't you seen that? You like to be around them. They create that atmosphere by the life they live, the way they talk, their conversation. Then you have seen those that every time you shun them. All the time they want to talk about something evil and talk about somebody, say, oh, oh my, there they come. They are going to criticize somebody. He is in here now. He is going to talk about this man. All they are going to do is to tell dead jokes, something about two men or something like that. You just hate to get around them. See, they create seemingly pretty nice people, but they create that atmosphere and the things that you think on, things that you do, the actions, the things that you talk about creates an atmosphere. So you find uh, it's like, it's not easy in most circumstances, like if somebody crosses your path, then you treat him with love. In most circumstances, it's in a human being that if somebody crosses your path, you're already ready to revenge. But in this journey, revenge is not needed. Revenge is sour because our God says, uh, return no evil for evil. He will avenge himself. So in this journey, it needs people with full love in such a way that they don't return evil for evil. Because in this time of grace, in them days yonder, in the time of Moses, this, that, was the, that was the time where you, there was this law of returning evil for evil. Amen. Then with memory, I, I spoke to you that in this gen again, memory is not uh, regarded. You remember the children of Israel? God did some mighty works in, the, uh, in Egypt with those ten plagues to make sure that they will be delivered from the land of Egypt. 
But as they were journeying through the land, they started to complain. You know what happened to Dathan and Korah? You know what happened to Abram? They were swallowed underneath the earth because they were murmuring, they were complaining always. They were having a frog spirit. Their mind was thinking back of Egypt. But let me tell you, my brother, my sister, our tent is no more built down in Egypt's land. We will find us no more there. Our, our promise is there to Canaan. Amen. So we have to press toward the mark of the high calling because our destination is Canaan. We must not behave like frogs. Amen. No quitters is needed in this race. No cowards is needed in this race. Even the people that are weak in this race, the Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. Even the poor, the Bible says, let the poor say, I'm rich. Amen. So it's like uh, there must be a positive confession in this race. Amen. You must not uh, confess according to the present situation, but you must uh, confess according to your testimony. Amen. Let's say we're in this journey. For example, you are still practicing before you get in this journey. And somebody says, okay, we're talking about going to Middubeg, a marathon to Middubeg. Somebody will tell you, Middubeg is too far away. We can't reach to, to, to Middubeg while you are still jogging or trying to exercise. You, you get discouraged. You get weakened by such ways. But if you get somebody that will tell you, no, Middubeg is just nearby here. We just have to pass uh, Olifant River or clear water and so on. And then we are already there in Middubeg. You get encouraged. That's the same thing. People that encourage some other people, they are needed in this race. Do you know that the word that you speak has got power? Yes, sister, it has got power. If you tell somebody that is feeling, we can say, sister, let's push on. We can make it. Brother, let's push on. We can make it. Tell that brother will feel charged and feel encouraged that he's going to make it. Amen. Amen. By the way that you speak. Amen. Amen. Let us read the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. The Bible is saying here, 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 3 to 5. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that world entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. So this is clear, friends. friends that we must not entangle ourselves with the things of this world. There's a lot of pleasures that is in the world. But as Christians, we must just look away to Jesus Christ. There's a lot of things that might derail you from the heavenly way. But we must just keep on looking away to Jesus Christ. You remember that seed that fell on the thorns? You remember those, those thorns, it came and choked that seed. And the Bible says it is the pleasures of the world and the riches and so on. So those things must not affect us or must not affect our promise toward the promised land. Amen. <clears throat> then in this journey or in this race, the Bible says we have to strive lawfully. Amen. This is what is very important, to strive lawfully. We have got one law, that's the Bible, and the open book, the spoken word. No other things that we need, but only this thing. This is the thing that will guide us to the prize. Without this thing, there's no way we can attain the prize. So we must strive lawfully. We must not take any creed or dogma. We must not take any church teaching that is different from the word of God. But we must just stay in that with the word of God. Just like Ruth. We know that Ruth was supposed to stay in the uh, field of Boaz. 
He was not supposed to go to any other field, but just stay in the field of Boaz. Just like us Christians, we must just stay in this field of Jesus Christ. That's our Boaz because we are the bread of Jesus Christ. So we must just be obedient to our husband and just try to rely on him only. No other uh, <coughs> husbands must we have. Amen. The Bible says, <clears throat> He that sows in tears will reap in joy. Amen. So in this journey, or in this race, less people are not needed. People must be strong. They must be uh, courageous. They must be people that are ready to do uh, something for Jesus Christ. Because he already died for us. He already paid the price. So in appreciation to what he did to us, we must just save him. Amen. As Ruth was saving in the field of Boazi. The Bible also says, He that goeth for sowing tears shall doubtless return without bringing precious sheaves. So the results or the rewards will come at the end. What will come at the end? What you have to do is just save him. Amen. Just like Rebecca did. You remember Rebecca there by the well. He made sure that he feed, he gave Elias water and also he feed, uh, he gave those camels water also. He was working, she was working hard. She was not a less bride. And we know that Rebecca is, is the bride. So we must be people that are hard workers. Amen. Amen. We remember the prostitute in the Bible. That the prostitute, you remember, like, uh, when Jesus Christ was invited by Pharisee to be littled, that the prostitute caught a vision. He realized this man is the only man that can give me salvation. While at least all these other people were jealous of him. While all these other people were in the seat of the scone. But this uh, specific prostitute makes sure that he went and wash Jesus' feet and kiss it and do every service that he did. But at the end, you find that she was given a reward. And that reward is eternal life. And that's the only reward that we want in this life. The reason that we come from leaving our homes, coming to church, we need eternal life. Sometimes we come when it's raining. Sometimes we come when it's cold. Sometimes we come when it's too hot. It's because we need that reward at the end. That's eternal life. There's no reward that we want more than eternal life. Amen. That is the best reward ever. Otherwise, if you don't get eternal life, then all our efforts will be in vain. Amen. Amen. Brother Brown spoke about a man called Don Isabel. I'll read about him. He's in the uh, spoken word present stage of my ministry. The prophet says here, A servant of Christ follows the footprints. One of our deacons here, I don't know whether he's here tonight or not, is Tony Isabel. He is usually around here, and he came to me and he said here not long ago, before he came over, he said, I dream I was trying to find my way upward towards heaven. And he said, I seen a man coming with a black robe on, and was reading a book, and said, I go to this man and asked him, which way to heaven? He said, ask the man ahead of me. That was a pastor of a church that he had went to. He went a little further and he met another man. He had on a black robe and was singing songs going on. And that was another pastor. Both of them pastor are personal friends of mine. And he said, and he said, which way do I get up to the top of the mountain here? He said, look here. And says, standing way up there on the top, that little bit guy. I said, yes. Said, there stood a guy with a pair of overalls on and one of them little cowboy head. Someone said, down in Kendat, said, talking about me down there, said, that guy looks anything like but a preacher. Might look like a farmer or something, but you know, it ain't looks. And said that it was me standing up there. And he climbed up till he got to me and said, 
I got him by the arm and led him on up till I got, I got top of the hill. And there was a wilderness to go through. And I said, Tony, I must leave you here. And you must walk some of this by yourself. And he said, Brother Branham, what can I do from here on? He said, come here, Tony. Look down there. You see them barefooted tricks with the blood in them. I said, that's what I have followed all the way. Just stay on that. That's the only thing I know to point men to. Not to a creed or a sensation of some sort, but to those blood footprints that lead to the Bible, the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we only know that the only thing that is very important is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me read something here from what the prophet says. It's page 28. Uh, is your life worth of the gospel? Okay, the prophet says here, Christians, oh, you must have a personal relationship to God in order to be a son of God. You must become relation to God. He must be your father in order for you to be a son. And only his sons and daughters are saved. Not the members of a church, but sons and daughters. There's only one thing that will produce that. That's the new birth. The new birth, the only thing that will produce relationship to God. Is that right? Sons and daughters. So now to compile this thing together. Remember, uh, Tony Zabel was looking uh, for a place to go to heaven. And he, he was directed until he got to Brother Branham. Then Brother Branham made sure that he showed him the way through the wilderness. And that, the, those barefoot prints, it was the, uh, the barefoot prints of the blood of Jesus Christ. So you find that there's some, there's some times in life where there will be some brothers and sisters that will give you encouragement. Brother, let's do this. Try this spoken word. Read this. Read, do this. Do that. Do that. Trying to encourage you. But there will come a time where you as an individual, you must have a relationship with God. Because if that brother dies, what are you going to do? So you must know him, yourself, through his power of his resurrection. Amen. I remember the prophet also spoke uh, in the spoken word, uh, greatest battle ever fought. He says, there was a man uh, that wrote the uh, this international anthem for us, only believe all things are possible. Power rather. He said, this man, he was a logger. So the other day he said he dreamed that uh, he, she was, he was suffering from a fever. Then there was a big tree that he, he cut down and he didn't know how to carry it since he was suffering from, uh, from fever. Then he, all of a sudden he said he heard a voice from somebody in the stage of Jesus Christ but the voice was of, uh, of his master. Then that voice was saying, uh, Paul Rada, why are you troubled there? Just drag that log, log into the river and ride on to, to the master. Let me tell you, my brother, my sister, there are some things that we can call these are bad days or these are heavy things to us, but sometimes there will be a way for us to get out of those things. Amen. Because we can check as uh, Paul Rada was dragging this uh, log into, into that river. He was just riding on to the master. Let me tell you, my brother, my sister, we must just write into the master. The only way we can write to the master, we write on the word of God. That is the only thing that will lead us to the master. There is no other thing that will lead us to the master, but to write on the word of God. You, we, we write passing popularity. We write passing hatred, malice, jealous, all family spirits and all demons of hell. Then pray to the master, to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only way. That's the way to go about it. Amen. Okay, the prophet also spoke something about the three cyclists. He said, these cyclists were supposed to pass through a narrow path. 
So, so one of them was, he looked like a ceasefire person, but he was very clever. So as, it, as this was a competition for them to pass through this narrow path, they were supposed to make sure that they were not, they were not to fall aside. So the first one got into that narrow path and he fell. And then the second one cycled through that narrow path and he was looking down. Then he fell aside. Then the third one was, who seemed to be despised, he just focused ahead and he made sure that he, his eyes were to the destination. Then he, he made sure that he cycled until he, he made it to the destination. That's exactly what he's supposed to do. We don't have to look to the surrounding situation. We have to look away to Jesus Christ. No matter the problem that the devil can bring in your path, must keep on looking away to Jesus Christ. Because if we look away here to the surrounding situation, the devil will derail us from the heavenly way. Because the devil has no more chance. The devil is knowing that he's heading to hell. So he's making sure that he wants to derail any brother and sister that is trying to also follow this heavenly way. Amen. Amen. You remember what he did to Job? He made sure that he killed the animals, the children and all the other things that he killed. But the reason that he killed the animals was that, you remember, some time back, people were using animals to offer. So those animals, he knew that when he, he took or killed those animals from Job, he was trying to take worship from Job. This is what the devil wants from you. He wants to take worship from you. He doesn't want you to worship God. Amen. Amen. I, rem I remember of Peter. You remember there was a night when they were fishing. For the whole night, they didn't catch anything. Amen. The fishing that night was so tough. You know, sometimes when you ca don't, catch, when don't catch fish, you catch something else. You might catch dead paws, frogs, crabs, and all those things, you know. But what you need is fish, amen. amen. So it was a disappointing night. But right where, where the disciples were so disappointed, hopeless, you know, then Jesus Christ came. It might be in your life. Sometimes you might be disappointed, grieved, and hopeless. But in, at that right moment, Jesus Christ will come. Amen. They said, dear guys, just let down the, no, uh, the net for a drought. said, but master, we tried the whole night. We're just catching nothing. We didn't catch anything here. But at thy word, Lord. That is exactly what Peter did. So by taking Jesus Christ at his word, then a miracle follows. At that same spot where there were no fish, they managed to get a lot of fish in such a way that even the, the ship was about to sink. So let me tell you, my brother, in that problem, where it seems as if there's no, uh, there's no solution, in that same problem, there will come a testimony one of these days. Amen. Just keep taking Jesus Christ at his word. Amen. Amen. The only thing that you have to do uh, is to make sure that you do like the, the monk that the prophet spoke about. You know, Brother Abraham said one day in, in Colorado, my audience, uh, I saw this monk, you know, it was uh, covering his face, you know, covering his eyes, covering his ears, covering his mouth. Then but the prophet says, you know, it's, it is like you're a believer, you know. He must not uh, speak. It is like he must speak no evil. He must not hear evil, no evil, and even see no evil. Amen. So this is exactly what is expected for, from believers, for a supernatural thing to happen. So we know that, uh, as I spoke before, that words that we speak have got influence. <clears throat> so, uh, for example... Oh, let me just give an example from the prophet, then I'll come with another one. Uh, the prophet spoke of a certain uh, young girl. This young girl, she grew under a Christian, uh, under a Christian family, you know. They were raised in the way of fearing uh, and worshipping the Lord. So it came to pass that he, he went to a college or to a psychiatric somewhere. Then that he, psychiatric asked him a question that, 
do you know a man since you have been born? Then that's like, uh, that young girl says, no. Then say, you don't know life. Then the prophet says, from that time, that led, she, was, uh, she lived immoral in such a way that she didn't even want to hear anything about Christianity. What had happened, that college teacher spoke to him words that discouraged him in such a way that he thought maybe I'm going away from what is, what is called life today. It was because of words that defile her. So you see, words can defile you. Then, for example, <clears throat> uh, you get into the hospital and you, some, you see somebody that is seriously sick in such a way that maybe is, especially at the point of death, let me say, at the point of death. Then you go to her and say, Hey, you are too thin, yo. You are just a skeleton. You're going to die anytime. You're going to die anytime. Uh, yo. So is your police right? Were you paying? Or were you jumping the man's? Hey, there's no hope. You, I, let me tell you, brother, that person will die even before death because of your, the way that you speak, you know. So the way that you speak are too influential. Let me give you this uh, example again. It might be in a negative way, but it has got something. There was a certain young man that stole something maybe from the supermarket, and he was running very hard, you know. The police were after him. Were after him. So this young man, as he, was, he ran very hard. He passed through a certain garden or a certain farm somewhere where, an elderly Madala was busy farming. As he saw this man, he was becoming tired and the police were coming. Then this Madala said, Then this young man speed too much in such a way that the police were left behind. Then the police went they came to this old Madala said, What did you tell this guy to speed up? He said, ah, I, I didn't know that he maybe stole something, but I just told him to clean some fun out. They said, are ah, you, my darling, very naughty. It was words that were spoken. She was becoming tired, but you know, by the way that of that Madala, she was, it became very strong. So the words are very important. Amen. You find that parents sometimes, you know, with children, they sometimes parents get so angry in such a way that you can even tell your child, ah, footsteg! You know, footsteg is not a good word to say to your child. When you say footsteg, what are you saying? Maybe you're saying a dog or something. It's not good, you see. So you mean that you, you expect something from a dog or... A, it's, it's not good, like to say, it's, it's not good. Amen. The way that we speak, we must be mindful of them. That child will get so discouraged, you know. So there must be a way to discipline our child. And it's not a matter of saying footsteg. Sometimes we even add with the fivefold ministry, you know. Fag, fag, you know. But there's no scripture for us to beat, uh, to, to, beat to slap our children. There's a scripture to spare, don't to spare them with a rod, you know, but not with a fivefold mystery. We don't have to do that. And also, we don't have to discipline them while we've got bitterness or anger or anything. We have to wait until we are calmed down. Amen. Even, let's say, when she's failing from school, you don't say, since she's failing, ah, this is down, the head is full of water, and so on, all kinds of words. You don't speak like that, you know. You just say, no, my child, yo, we make a plan, no, hire a private teacher, things are going to be fine, you pass, you, one of these days you're going to make it, don't give up, you know. Those are the ways that are needed to encourage your child. Sometimes we kill our children by, by the way that we speak. It's us that speak them to victory or we discourage them. So we must be careful on what we speak. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> then also the part of, okay, we're saying it, it is speak, speak no evil, then hear no evil. Okay. On the part of here, no evil. For example, if somebody tells you that Brother Philip is a thief, ne? 
your way of seeing me to be different. When you look at me, you see me there, oh, this is that thief. Even when you sit, sit together in the chair, you say, ah, that thief, that thief. Because you, you have been hearing that, that brother Philip is a thief. Not, not because I'm a thief. Some, something, sometimes that person might have been lying, you know. Say, ah, that's what he said. Okay, somebody can say, sister, sorry, so it's a wish. When you come and sit here, when you look to that sister, you say, oh, this witch. Sometimes the sister will be singing, oh, hallelujah, Kartek, oh, just no matter if I say, ah, this witch is singing. You see, because you have heard, you know, it's the words that we hear that can ruin you sometimes. You never know, you know. Then the Bible says, okay, the prophet says, see no evil. Okay, I want to check something here. Okay, the problem, <clears throat> you know that men has got problem with, that, with what they see. And women have got problem with, that, with what they hear. That is exactly general life. That's why even if you tell your wife that you are my sweet 16, you are my honey, honey, you are my everything. Ah, it's already in the aeroplane. It's fine. It's enough because it's the way that you speak. But if you tell her, ah, you are very ugly, you are not like these other ladies, you know, the way she feels, she feels so low. So when you speak, it does something to her. But with men, okay, with men, let me uh, uh, quote something here with men because they've got problems with, with what they see. Okay, uh, it's in the book of in the book of Job. <clears throat> okay, the Bible says here, Job chapter thirty-one. I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? He made a covenant with his eyes. Why then should he think upon a maid? Because it's like you see what follows is lasting. Then. It's totally uh, go against the scripture because the Bible says, Whosoever look at the woman to last, he's already committed a doubt in his heart. So the Bible is against that because you have to make sure that you make covenant with the, uh, your eyes. Your eyes must be circumcised in such a way that whatever it looks, it might be, it must screen what to look or what not to look at. <clears throat> Even pornographic is eyes that will look. So you have to make sure what you are looking. Even uncensored program from the television, it's eyes that look. Is that a look? So you have to make sure what are you going to look or what, are, what not to look. Then coming back to the book of Philippians chapter 3. <clears throat> there is something important there that this soldier of faith was speaking about. <clears throat> we know that Paul himself, he was a man as he spoke here that uh, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man think that he way of he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So actually, this man, she was, he was very sincere, but sincerely wrong. You know, a person can be fully sincere, but fully sincerely wrong. It can happen. A person that goes to Roman Catholic, he doesn't go there to be a wrong person. He wants to be right. A person that goes to Pentecostal church and all these other churches, they doesn't go there to be wrong people. They want to be right. But it's only that they are being misled, you know. So this person, he was so zealous of this tradition of the fathers. And even if you hear somebody that, that you have guts to say, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. It's not just an easy talk. This man was serious. He didn't mean, he, he mean business. He wanted to be right, you know. But it's only that he was doing it in a wrong way. He was doing it uh, following the tradition of the fathers, but it was in another dispensation. Amen. <clears throat> then this party says, 
What, what things were gained to me is verse 7, chapter, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those are counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for, mo- for, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and to count them but dung, that I may win Christ. So you find it like to Paul, everything was just nonsense to him as soon as he, after he made the pillar of fire. But he, because when he made the pillar of fire, he got the revelation of Jesus, who Jesus Christ was. Until when he went to South Arabia, he managed to write the whole New Testament without anyone telling him or without anyone telling him about what the disciples were preaching. But he was writing or preaching the same message that was the same with the, with the disciples. Because the same Holy Ghost that was using the disciples was the same Holy Ghost that was using Paul. So we find that uh, Paul <coughs> was a man that couldn't compromise on, on anything because he really realized who Jesus Christ was. So to him, law was nothing. But he knew that the righteousness of law, it won't, it won't, it won't lead him to anything. But the righteousness of Jesus Christ or what Jesus Christ did for him. So in Christianity, it's not what we do, but it's what he has done already for us. Because we as mortal men, we fall, we do everything, you know. We make mistakes, you know. That's why the prophet sometimes he says, we are like a leopard, we've got a lot of spots. If we try to look at them, it will become brighter, you know. But uh, we just have to die daily. Even Paul says, we die daily, you know. So we look away to what he did for us. We look away to Calvary. We must not look to the surrounding circumstances and your mistakes, but look away to Jesus Christ. Because our God looks to your heart. What was your intention behind? The motive of your heart is what is, is important. Because it's like a Christian cannot sin intentionally. No, he can't do that. Because if a Christian like, is trapped into something, it will grieve him. He feels so pain. or He will make sure that he wants to fix that thing before even the sun goes down. Because in him there is holiness. And the way to heaven is paved by holiness. Amen. And then this part again says, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I fall after, if that I may apprehend, that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I cannot myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, brethren, you must not look to those things that are behind, but you must look away to those things that are before. What is before you is Jesus Christ. What is before you is eternal life. We find that Paul here is emphasizing the point that he was not even supposed to look back to the way he was robbing people, to the way he was killing people. He's, he was, he's now looking toward to this uh, price that is eternal life. Amen. That's why he plainly says here, pressing, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is the price that he was trying to struggle and strive for. But this was the man that he made the pillar of fire. This was the man that had got the Holy Ghost. But now he's keep on saying, I'm pressing toward it. So it's like Christians, it's like in, in this Christian world, there must not come a time where you say, I'm secure, or feel relaxed and say, ah, now we are the spiritual people, you know, we got the Holy Ghost, we are the people doing quotations, you know, the spoken words, everything, you know, and you relax. That is the very time the devil hit you. You remember in, the, in Babylon, when Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, they, they relax 
and thought maybe, ah, yeah, we are secure, I've got a big jura, oh, everything is justified. That's the same time the, the middle patient is getting through that wall. So you see that when you relax, this is exactly what the jab size will get through. So you must be, be alert like a soldier. Because as a soldier, a soldier cannot sleep on duty. No. He'll be always alert, knowing that an enemy at any time can do anything. So we must not come to a position where we just relax. And Paul, he spoke something, says, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So to, to him, death was just nothing. And in another scripture, he says, uh, grave, where is your victory? And the death, where is your sting? This was a man, actually, that he knew that there's life after death. He was very sure about resurrection. Until now, I see the scripture, he says, uh, if there's no resurrection, then it's better for us to drink and join other people that are enjoying them. But he was very sure that there's resurrection. So Christians, let me tell you, there's something very important for us, more than these pleasures of the world. That thing is eternal life. And you know that there's the promise to the bride that in a moment, a tingling of an eye, we shall be changed. And that is the promise. And that is the Bible. And the word of God cannot lie. Amen. Because it's the word of God. The Bible says God is not a man that he can lie. So the promise to us is the rapture. This mortal God will be changed into immortal. Amen. This is a pasty house. Amen. Because it has got a, a worm. It is, sometimes it gets tired. Sometimes it can be hit by mosquito, you know. But there is another life where there is no mosquito. There is another life where you don't get tired. There is another life where you don't have to get grieved. Amen. This is what we are striving for. This is what we came for. Amen. For that life beyond the curtain of time. But the prophet, when he went beyond the curtain of time, he said, that place I don't even have, have any word that can explain how nice heaven it is. He said, is it sublime, perfect, whatever? He said, there's no word that explains how good heaven is, is it. Amen. So let me tell you, my brother, it's good to be in heaven. And you know that <clears throat> heaven, okay, let me say, sometime back while we were in the denominations, we used to sing like, my home is far, far away, my home is far away, there's no sorrow, my home is far away. But by the revelation of the prophet, we know that it's, no, it's not my home is far away, but it's my home is very near. Let me support that with the message of the prophet here. He says, page 16, Christ is revealed in his own word. Paragraph 63. <clears throat> and they are going to find out someday that they are not seeing 150 million years of light space either. They are going right around in a circle. That's exactly. You are going to find out one of these days that when you go to heaven, you don't fly off somewhere else. You are still right here too, just in another dimension, faster than this. Right through this room is coming color. Every color, shirt, dress, whatever you got on is eternal. Laying right on records, going around and around the world. Every time you bet your eyes, it's right on record. Watch television, will prove that. So we know that actually heaven is right somewhere, somewhere, somewhere here. But it's only a faster dimension than this. So we know that heaven actually is not far away, but it's just near us, you know. Okay, let me say this. When this, this board collapses, or let, let me say, when you leave this, this world, that uh, specific second, you already step into your theophan. Because remember the prophet taught us that this body is a terrestrial body. But when this terrestrial body drops down, we get into a celestial body. But when Jesus Christ comes for the second time, the terrestrial body and celestial body will meet together to form a glorified body. And that glorified body will make us eat and drink and enjoy for three and a half years at the wedding supper. You know, at the weddings, we eat, we enjoy, seven card meal, whatever. So don't know what kind of food will be there, you know. But there is going to be nice time there, you know, for three and a half years. Amen. Okay, okay. 
In the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 9, the Bible spoke something there that is very important. I just want to read it very quickly, then I'm about to close. Okay. It says here, let me start from verse 8. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Okay, this is the verse that I want. So, you find as Christians, you must do exactly what Daniel did. He purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. The, therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So, we find that there is a lot of things that might defile us, but we must make it a point that we purpose in our hearts that when it comes to getting to parties with worldly friends, I won't go there. There are places as a Christian where you don't have to attend. No matter they be your friends or whatsoever, but the reason for you not to go there is because you can get defiled there. You remember the prophet also spoke of that little lad that went to a party. Before you even know that a drink was defiled with the liquor, then she became pregnant, you know. So you must see, actually see for a future places where to go. That's why I always think the place I used to go, we go there no more. Because we are brand new creations. So when you are a, a, a new Christian, Christian is Jesus Christ, there are places where you can go, you can go, but there are places where you cannot go. Unless if you are more than able to do what the prophet did. You remember the prophet was invited to a certain a party by one of the uh, the people uh, the the family then he did not refuse to go to to that uh, part he went to that part and you know all the speakers and everything was set everyone was ready to dance the liquor and everything was there then as they were about to start to start the prophet says wait a minute can we just start by prayer then the prophet prayed as he prayed prayed the holy ghost came down and that part was turning to a prayer was turning to a prayer meeting Unless if you are able to do that. But if you are not able to do that, then you better leave it. It depends how strong you are. It depends how strong you are. So your strength sometimes is very important. Then if you take in the spoken word 70 weeks of Daniel, the prophet spoke something there. He says, Daniel actually held victory for about 70 years only reading the spoken words of Jeremiah. Then by reading the spoken words of Jeremiah, he realized that the time of them going back to Israel is now is already arrived. So he prayed and fasted and do everything until the angel visited him because he was reading to the spoken word of Jeremiah. So let me tell you, my brother, my sister, it pays to read the spoken word. When you read this spoken word of Malachi 4 in this time or of William Aaron Branham, this will entitle you to the angel, angelic visitation. That's the only way you can meet, meet some angels. You remember those brothers that were listening to the tape of the prophet. The pillar of fire came down because they were uh, listening to the tape of the prophet. Anyone that will listen to the tape of the prophet or listen to the message of the prophet, the pillar of fire or the angel of the Lord will be around that place. As I close, I want to close with this, uh, with this, uh, with this example. In around 2016, I heard in South Africa that <clears throat> there were two DRC brothers that were attending school somewhere in the hostel. So these two brothers... Uh, Around 4 or 5 o'clock, they were listening to the tape of the prophet, uh, Deep College to the Deep. So as they were being blessed by the tape, you know, they delayed because some, one of them was supposed to go to the ATM and draw some money. So they got so excited, you know, listening to the tape of the prophet. Then after that tape, they prayed. 
As soon as he finished to pray, one of them said, let me just go by the ATM and draw my, my money. So as he went out of that house and go to the ATM somewhere to draw some money, there were some robbers. They come and take him, beat him, you know, take his card and uh, beat him to death, actually. Then they took him to, uh, to the back of the boot. Then they were just going around, but they asked him the pinam. They were going around taking uh, his money and so on. So his friend was amazed to see the phone that money is just being subtracted. Then he realized something wrong with my friend. Then he called the police. He said, I'm missing my friend, but his phone is here. His money is just being drawn with the drone. I don't know what is really happening. Then there was an emergency roadblock somewhere. Then the, as these people were enjoying, thinking that maybe they got a lot of money and so on, then all of a sudden they find that the police were there. At the same time, right in the boot, the, that uh, uh, brother that was dead, the angel visited him. We saw you was listening a tape, you know, to, so whosoever that is listening to the tape of the prophet, we are around and we are sent to just guard those people that listen to the message of the prophet. So I come with a message to just resurrect you. So that man already was resurrected and he was in the boot, locked in the boot. So there the, there the robot, uh, the traffic stopped them, you know, and now they were a little bit uh, frightened because they knew that there is a dead person there at the back of the boot. So while the police, traffic police were busy searching, you know, and come back to the boot, they realized there's a human being, and that human being was living. These four robbers, they got amazed and fainted at the spot because they were expecting to see somebody that is dead. Then they asked this brother, what had happened? Then he started to retell the story of what happened. I think even those police, uh, traffic police, they also repented, if I'm not mistaken. So there's power in listening to the message of the prophet. as well stand to our feet. God bless you richly.
gonna pray all of us tonight. Each one is only way. We're gonna talk to our Maker. Let's all pray. Let's talk to our Creator, our Heavenly Father. We just want to thank you tonight for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. You are so gracious unto us, Lord. We thank you, Heavenly Father, how you brought us from the world, Lord Jesus, to make us Christians, Lord. Heavenly Father, it's not by might or by power, but it's by your spirit, Lord Jesus Christ. We are your children, Heavenly Father, because, Lord Jesus Christ, you ordained us to be your children. We are your children because of predestination, Lord. We just want to worship you, just want to give you honor and glory for that, Heavenly Father. We are here tonight, Lord Jesus Christ. So I would surrender the hearts before you, Father. You are our maker, Lord Jesus Christ. We are, the poor, we are Heavenly Father, a clay, Lord Jesus Christ, before you. May you break us, Lord. May you mold us, Heavenly Father. May you help us, Lord Jesus Christ, to pray so far towards the mark of the price of the high calling, Lord Jesus Christ. That's our desire tonight, O oh Father, to do what exactly Paul did, Heavenly Father. How he prays towards the mark of the price of on high, Lord Jesus Christ. We are longing for that, Heavenly Father, to keep on pressing on, Lord Jesus Christ. As you know, Heavenly Father, it's not a flower of bed of ease in this world, Lord. We have to press towards the mark of the price of uh, high calling, Lord Jesus Christ. Every injury we have to fight, Lord. The enemy, Lord Jesus Christ, always come around, Lord, and try to stumble us out of the way, Heavenly Father. But help us, Lord Jesus Christ, to look our way to Jesus Christ. Help us, Heavenly Father, dear God, to look our way to the promise of God. May you bless your church tonight. May you strengthen your children, Lord. May you give them courage, Heavenly Father, to the weak, Lord Jesus. May you make them strong, Lord. Heavenly Father, the poor, Lord, may you make them rich, Lord Jesus Christ. To the discouraged, Lord, may you encourage them, Heavenly Father. You are such an amazing God. You are full of all powers, O Father. You are full of all supremeness, Heavenly Father. You are not failure, Lord Jesus Christ, in performing everything, Lord. Come down, Heavenly Father, dear God. May there be, Lord Jesus Christ, some people, Heavenly Father, that will say truly, Lord, God touched me, Heavenly Father, because, Lord Jesus Christ, they've never missed to come, Lord. We are invited, Heavenly Father. We remember, Lord Jesus, the one day to a Simon the Pharisee, Lord. He invited you, Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, to believe to thee, but you never turned down thy invitation. Now, Heavenly Father, we invite you, Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, for a serious cause, Lord. May you come and fill us, O Father. We want to be saturated with you, Heavenly Father. We want, Lord Jesus Christ, to have Almighty God. Your word manifested through us, Lord, because, Lord Jesus Christ, you're more than ever, Heavenly Father, to make your word manifest through us, Lord Jesus, because your word is a seed, O Father, because you spoke through your word and say, let every word produce of its own kind. So we know, Lord Jesus Christ, when that word, Heavenly Father, fell, Almighty God, to the good ground, Lord, it will produce of its own kind, Heavenly Father. So I believe it, Lord Jesus Christ, and I accept it, O Father. Let it be, Lord Jesus Christ. For your glory and your honor, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, for the pastor, Lord, that has gone to let him back, Lord. May you bless him, Heavenly Father, and the family, Lord. May I undertake for them, Lord Jesus Christ, and strengthen them. I pray, pray, pray Heavenly Father, for each brother and sister in the camp. You know their needs, Lord Jesus Christ. May you answer them, Heavenly Father, according to each and everyone's cry, Lord. Because you spoke through what I say, whatever you ask in your name shall be done unto us, O Father. So we claim everything for your glory and honor, we pray. Knowing, Lord Jesus Christ, you promise your word that, Lord, you supply every need, O Father. To Lord Jesus Christ, we believe it, Heavenly Lord, that you are able, more than able, to supply each and every need unto us, Lord Jesus Christ. Let it be, Heavenly Father, for your glory, Lord. We remember even Solomon, Lord, as he will make the end of supplication and prayer for the temple, Lord. Heavenly Father, we heard through your word that Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, appeared. So after the supplications and prayers, so far, may you appear and undertake each and every individual. The mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray.
invite Brother Philip to come. Sure, we all enjoyed the night. It was a wonderful sermon. Be grateful, Lord. We just realized that our, our path of that the Lord has already walked our, our path or, 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 or already. And we realize that um, God will let no trial or tribulation greater than what we can over- overcome. We thank you for this message. Be grateful for that. And um, we just want to just thank the Lord for the message that went forth. Just to realize that we cannot, our, our path, we cannot not fail. We realize that God is in con, con, con control of all things. I think we can just ask Brother Lawrence just to close up for us. Pray. Heavenly Father, we pray this evening, Lord. You brought us here, Lord. May you take us back, Lord, safely. To our resting home, Lord. May you be with us, Lord, throughout the week, Lord. Blessing us, Lord, leading us and guiding us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's just sing a closing song that really leads me. I will follow.